Welcome to this week's podcast from Suncoast Church. We hope that this message inspires you and helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. For more details, check out suncoast.org.au. We hope you enjoy this message. Hi there and welcome to this message. My name is Brendan. I'm one of the teaching pastors here at Suncoast and uh, we're continuing our series unshaken in our Suncoast online format. Uh, And wherever you are today, I hope that this message finds you well uh, and that this is an encouragement to you in in this season that we all move through together. The the title of my message today is called Planted. However, let me kick off with a story. Uh, It's the story of the Battle of Trafalgar. You may have heard of this, but it's actually one of the greatest naval battles of all time. Uh, It was a battle between the British fleets and the combined forces of the Spanish and the French off the coast of Spain. And it was important uh, because it was a battle to try and take control eventually of the English Channel and allow for the French invasion of Napoleon's army of of Britain. As you can imagine, would have changed the course of history as we know it if, if that was something to happen. Now, this battle took place on the 21st of October, 1805. However, after the British won, convincingly won this battle, it was two and a half weeks before it was even published in the London Gazette. Two and a half weeks for one of the greatest uh, history-turning battles of all time. And perhaps if you lived further out of London, it could have been months even before you knew about it. I've been thinking about the news cycle with COVID over the last sort of eight to 10 weeks. And it's pretty clear that articles are popping out very, very quickly. In fact, I found myself reading articles that say maybe four or five hours old and going, oh, this is completely outdated. I need, I need something newer than that. And I'm going for the stuff that comes out really quickly. Uh, and it seems like we're in this time where news travels so quickly that something can happen on the other side of the world. In fact, it could happen in any other country of the world and you could know about it in a matter of minutes. And so fast is the movement that the apparent nature of change uh, is, is becoming greater. Change is happening faster. News is traveling faster. Even if you were to talk to futurists uh, about the nature of change, they would talk about this concept called the law of accelerated returns and what that really means is that the, the more we advance, the faster we get at advancing. That's to say, the more technology we have, the faster we make discoveries. So that, you know, effectively an entire century, like the entire 20th century worth of scientific and technological advancement could now be accomplished in only just maybe 10 years. And in the future, it might be five years and then three years. And then what we might see is every single year, an entire century's worth of technological change. This also applies economically. During the agricultural age, economies doubled roughly every 900 years. Today, it's roughly every 15 years and presumably going to only get faster. The same with social trends. It doesn't take very long for a great TikTok, uh, you know, it's one of the things the kids do these days, uh, for a TikTok to just move around the world for millions and millions of people to adopt a subculture. And what I think is happening is that the rate of change is becoming so fast, so coercive, 
that, that you and I find ourselves in this position where the world feels like it's constantly shaking. It's constantly moving. And the question then is, how do you and I remain unshakable? How do we remain firm and consistent in a world that is anything but that? I mean, and that's not even to mention personal circumstances, what might go on in your life just day to day. That's just the news and everything external. Your own circumstances may provide even more change, maybe even more instability. This whole thing is really concerning. It's worrying. It provides a lot of anxiety for many people when they feel like life is out of control. And I want to talk today in this message called Planted and and just to provide three tips or three ideas that could help us to remain unshakable, to remain firm, to remain consistent in a world that is not. In the first Psalm, there is a a passage and it talks about the godly person. And it uses this analogy. It says that the godly person is like a tree. I've often thought about that, but why the psalmist, when it talks about the godly person, goes for the analogy of a tree? Uh, they, They could have used anything else. They could have used the godly person as like a rock or a wave, or a wind, or a lion, or a lightning bolt. I mean, there's so many cool analogies. Uh, But they went for a tree to describe a godly person. And I think, like, what is it about a tree? Why would you and I want to be like a tree? And I think for this topic, there is a lot that we can learn from the Bible and from looking at this analogy of a tree being planted. Because you see, a tree is a picture of stability. Trees can last for hundreds of years, many generations. They will outlive people by generation after generation, being um, being solid through storms and seasons. And so many things that happen in the life of a tree, other trees going around it, fires. And trees can yet find a way to remain unshakable. So what are those things? Let Let me kick off and let me start with this first point about trees being planted in one place. You see, uh, a few years ago, my my wife's grandfather gave me some fruit trees and uh, they were relatively established. So he had to sort of dig around the roots and we had to move them like this. We had to dig holes and and plant them and try and cover the roots again and hope that they would grow. Now they did. However, in the first season, they didn't bear any fruit. And even I, I even talked to my wife's grandfather and said, hey, um, you know, I know we put the trees out the front, but if we were to put them out the back, you know, what, what would happen? He said, look, they'll probably survive. However, they probably won't bear fruit for an entire another season. I find that really interesting that the more that you move a tree, the less stability it has and the less fruit that it bears. And I think in this day and age with so much change, the rapid change that is going on around us, that we suffer from a a need and an inbuilt desire to constantly change parts of our lives, to change jobs, to change churches, to change relationships, to change houses, um, you know, to renovate my house, to buy more stuff, to change things around us, to change our hobbies, to change our ministries, to change the things that we are involved in. Often because we become bored perhaps, or because we, we lack the ability to have patience through it all. However, when you think about it, most of the great things that we accomplish in our lives happen because we stuck to them 
for a long time. In fact, most change that is worth bringing about in the world takes a long, long time, a lot of perseverance. In fact, all the great opportunities that I've found in my life have merely been, not, not because I've been talented in some way, but really just because I've been the last person dancing when the music stopped, you know, to, to use another analogy. I literally just stuck to it for long enough that I was the person that was given an opportunity to grow. I think it's even interesting with elite sport stars, right? It's very rare that a sports star actually chooses to become great in two sports. It usually never happens. Why? Because it takes too much effort to become elite at one thing that you never have time to actually do it to two things. Same with musicians. Often it's only one instrument that they can become truly world-class at. And rather than our, our default attitude to life being, what can I change? I think our default attitude to life should be, what can I keep the same? Where can I remain planted? Because I believe that you and I being planted, being grounded and staying in the same place intrinsically makes us unshakable, makes us firm, makes us solid, gives us the foundation and gives us really the time for our roots to grow deeper. If you keep uprooting, it will mean that the next storm comes along will knock you straight over because it takes time for roots to grow deep wherever we are in whatever season of life and what area of life this may apply to. In Galatians 6, 9, it actually says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So what's my practical advice? And my practical advice is just these four words, give it more time. Give it more time. Often when I'm perhaps mentoring, you know, younger guys and they might talk to me about like getting a new job. What I'll, the first piece of advice I give is give it at least one year to settle in. So don't go any, anywhere for a year. And in fact, give it two years before you even become good at your job. That's honestly my appraisal of, of careers and work now is that it takes one year to settle in. It takes two years even just to become good at your job. Think about it. If most people, and statistically this is the case, are leaving their jobs before the two-year mark, that's just the average time for most jobs nowadays, they do not even give themselves enough time to even become good at their job, let alone just you know, settle into that area and to thrive and to build something great. Um, and I know it applies to many other areas than just in work, but this is kind of a good example. Whatever you are in right now, and perhaps you're thinking about moving or shifting or changing, Rather than your default being to shift and move, make your default to stay. Of, co of course, like, you know, if there is a reason you feel compelled by God, uh, perhaps it's not a safe situation that you find yourself in. Maybe it's unhealthy and it's not good for you. Of course, that is a great reason to move and to shift. But if all those things are in place and it's pure boredom or dissatisfaction or a lack of patience, my encouragement to you today in being unshakable is to remain planted. All right, let's move to the second point here. If I were to ask you the question, do you think a tree is most likely to thrive in an open clearing where there are no other trees around, just this tree by itself, or in an area where there are other trees just around it, which would you say is the best place for a tree to, th to thrive? Uh, you might be tempted to think that 
in this open clearing, they have uh, all of the soil to themselves, the richness of the soil, all of the, the water, the moisture in the, so the soil, uh, all of the sunlight. Maybe they have everything to themselves, so they're probably going to thrive the most by themselves. It's actually not true. You see, when trees grow, and in particular, an example might be like a redwood, as they grow, when they grow around other trees, their roots and the root system actually moves down and across and begins to intertwine with the root system of the other older trees, not only allowing for them to become more stable, but it, they actually follow the path of the roots of the older trees to move downwards to find water. And this effect has an incredible stabilizing effect across the community of those trees. I mean, I think you get where this analogy is going, that you and I, like trees, are made to thrive amongst the stability of community and great people. Who are you and I planted around? And I think this could be very seasonal. You might be in a season where you are the person who requires the support. You need older trees, you need older people who have been there before in front of you, who can show you the way, who can encourage you, who can tell you, yep, it's totally normal to feel that way, but you need to keep pushing. Or maybe you can try this, try something a little different. This is what worked for me. And their stability, you know, their experience helps to, to make us stronger. You could also be in the opposite season. Maybe you've weathered many storms in life, and find yourself in a place where you are stable. And let me tell you this, you are needed. You are incredibly needed for the younger trees, for younger people, maybe even older people who are around you, who are in seasons of life where they need your stability. They need your strength and they are looking for you to help them remain unshaken. This is what connect groups are so good for in church. It's like church's way of giving you the, the chance to be rooted and planted around other great people. Uh, not only that, I mean, you could go ahead and find people. In fact, that's, that's my practical tip for this. Who are those people around you that you could find to learn from and to grow alongside? You know, it's not that hard to ask someone for a coffee. My wife and I have done that in seasons where we found parenting, like with, you know, young kids, really tough. We looked across and found people who were a bit older than us. Let's ask him for a coffee. Hey, can we have a coffee? Just, uh, we want to just pick your brains and ask you about parenting. How do you stay married with little kids and, and be happy? You, you know, you've done this and we respect what you've done and we want to be more like that. Um, no one is offended to be asked those questions. It's a great thing um, to go and ask that. Maybe you need to take a mentor uh, for coffee. I, I do this as well. Take people and say, I want to talk about my job, my career. I want to talk about money. I want to talk about relationships, about marriage. Um, whatever season of life you're in and whatever the struggles that you're facing, there are people around you. And I believe there's even people in Suncoast Church that can help you, that can mentor you, that can provide strength and stability. Not only is it important to stay planted in one place, I believe, uh, but also to consider the people that you're planted around and to make sure as well that you avail yourself to be someone you may not feel that solid but oftentimes you're all that another person needs um, to help to help them out okay uh, point point number three is about being planted in in good soil now now what do I mean by that I think this question really is about what is your source of strength what is your reference point? 
What is the thing that is providing you sustenance and energy? You see, if a tree is planted in bad soil with no water, no moisture, no sunlight, nothing to sustain it, it will not grow. It will be weak, it will collapse and likely die. It certainly will not be able to grow roots deep enough to withstand the storms of life. And so um, I, my challenge here is to consider the very things that are, that are giving you uh, that source of strength in your life. Let me read a psalm here. It's a really, um, it's a really, really beautiful psalm. And uh, it's one that is often prayed over other people as well. Often, uh, weekly, even prayed over the man of the house. But as you'll see, it can, you know, it can be prayed over anyone. It comes from Psalm 112. And it says this, Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. Imagine that. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure and they will have no fear. In the end, they will look in triumph on their foes. Think about it. The promise of this scripture for the righteous person, you know, it's, it's, it even sounds like a tree. The promise for this person is not that everything around this person won't shake. It doesn't say, surely everything around the righteous person won't shake. It says the righteous person will not be shaken. It doesn't say that the righteous person has no emotion. They're an emotional rock. It doesn't say that they have um, you know, deep mental grit or discipline, determination and focus. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that they're self-reliant, that they're independent. And that, that while those things might be outcomes, they might be outcomes of trusting in the Lord, they are not the main things. You see, the main thing here is that their hearts are steadfast. Why? Because they are trusting in the Lord. They're trusting in the Lord. Think about it. With everything that I've just said today, if I was just to stop like that, it actually would just be somewhat of emotion, a motivational talk where I'm saying, hey, look, you can be planted deep up, you know, plant around good people, you know, make sure that you're solid. But that's not the entire story. You see, the Christian belief system is not that you and I, if we simply follow teachings, if we follow the commandments, if we follow the things that God says, if we try not to sin or try to be good people, that we would be unshakable. That if we could just pull all of these things together, that we can make ourselves this unshakable fortress. In fact, the Bible's teaching is the opposite of that. The Bible's teaching is that you cannot do that. Purely of your own effort, your own ability, your own strength, you cannot make yourself unshakable and perfect. You see, the Bible's teaching is that all of us have fallen short, that none of us are perfect, that we all have what the Bible calls sin in our lives, that we've walked away from God, and we've all done things wrong. But the promise of the Bible is this, that God came to the earth as Jesus, that He died for our sin and that He rose again. And that if you and I trust in the Lord, if we trust in Jesus, if we give our lives to Him, that we can be made unshakable. Why? Not because of all the great things we can do, not because we can pull ourselves up and make ourselves awesome. We can be unshakable because we have an unshakable God. 
that our God is, is the life source, is the great soil that we're planted in. He is the roots that we connect to. He is the one place that we can never move from, that we can be planted in one place in Him forever, that we can be bound with Him and that we can have Him as our soil, as our sustenance, as our energy, as our immovable source. You see, our hearts are made steadfast mostly because we trust in the Lord. Now, a lot of this is in our court, like we need to have great wisdom in how we approach our day-to-day lives and how we live out our relationships. But I'm telling you today that if you put your trust in the Lord, it is indeed the first most critical step to being unshakable in a world that has never stopped shaking and I don't think will ever stop shaking. My encouragement to you today is to trust in the Lord. Now, what does that mean? See, trust is different than believe. It's one thing to believe someone. It's another thing to put your trust in them. To put your trust in them is almost to take risk, to give your life to God. And that could be as simple as something you could even do right now of praying a prayer and saying, God, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm sorry but you know what? I, I ask you for, for forgiveness and I want to give my life to you. And that's something you could do even right now. And we, um, as a church, we'd love to hear from you. You know, we'd love for you to, to make contact with us. All our, our details are here. Um, but this is indeed the greatest step you could ever take. And probably the greatest reminder for all of us, if you've been a Christian for some time now, the greatest reminder that your core stability, your ability to be unshaken is because we and you and I trust in the Lord. Well, look, in just a moment, we're going to move and we're going to have just a, a little bit more time of worship. And I encourage you maybe to pray to, you know, at home, maybe with your family, maybe you're by yourself. Spend some time praying. You could even take communion in this time as well. If you have some bread and some juice, it's just a really simple thing, but it's a great thing to do to remember uh, the sacrifice God made for us and why He and He alone is our unshakable rock. Let me pray and then we'll close up. God, we just thank you for these moments where we can be together as a church from our homes. God, I thank you that you are our unshakable rock, God, and that we can learn to be like trees planted in one place, planted in you, planted in community with the roots of other people to help stabilize us. And obviously, God, to be planted in good soil where you are our source, you are our strength, God, and you are our hope. May our hearts be steadfast, trusting in you. Well, I hope you have a great Sunday wherever you are. We'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were encouraged by what you heard and inspired to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. For more details, check out suncoast.org.au. Hope you can join us again on the next podcast or here at Suncoast Church.